The Classical Collection with Celia Jones. was Vivaldi's Oboe Concerto in A minor, uh, Movements 2 and 3, performed by the Ashford Baroque Ensemble with soloist Joanne Horton and led by uh, Philip Buckmaster, who is our guest this evening. So welcome, Philip. Hello, Celia. So tell me, that was uh, in December last year, was it? Yes, it was at St Matthew's Church. Um, That particular concert, uh, we used uh, a Baroque oboe. Um, you may have noticed a slightly different sound from the modern from the modern oboe, and we had to tune the strings down a semitone to match that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we also did uh, Vivaldi's Gloria in that concert. Um, and of course, the choir have to sing a semitone flat. They claim they don't notice it, <laughs> but actually, it does make a difference. When yeah. it's a pitch you're not used to. Gosh, yeah, this must be quite weird if you've done all your rehearsals in one and then have to. Well, have to you have to rehearse in both, obviously. Yes, yes. we we, we yeah. did. But, uh, yeah. I had to transpose the the choir part, which <laughs> 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 tricky. But uh, yeah. it's nice to use the Brock instruments from time to time. We don't always. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hard to actually find uh, the instruments and the players at a given time. Mm. No, I can imagine. Yes, yes. And now the Brock, uh, the Ashford Brock Ensemble was actually your own brainchild, if you like, wasn't it? It was. It was all um, your fault. It was indeed, yeah. Um, and how many people make up an ensemble, or is that the benefit of calling it an ensemble? You can... Well, technically speaking, 10 or more, mm-hmm. um, but we've got, well, 20 regulars and up to 40, maybe even 50 people that who have played with us from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, the basic ensemble is the string section, um, two oboes and bassoon are the next most frequent players um, and then we add according to which pieces we're doing sometimes it's recorders or flutes trumpets or horns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so forth mm-hmm. and do you decide on a sort of repertoire for the year at the beginning of the year sort of well these are the pieces well, that I, I, we want to try and in typical style i tend to make it up as i go along <laughs> um think oh what should we do next um very often though players say oh i've heard this piece and i'd really like to do it so i i check it out and uh, if i think it'll suit us then i can include that um, mm-hmm. sometimes even the audience will suggest a piece mm-hmm. um sometimes it's hard to coordinate um some pieces just need strings some pieces need a, a bigger ensemble so you have to be aware that in one concert you can only do a certain amount of works mm-hmm. um but we we do try to include variety in our concerts both for the players and the audience so we have uh full orchestral things i say full but in the terms of the Baroque ensemble. Mm-hmm. So we might have um, strings, oboes, bassoon and trumpets. That's full enough, perhaps a timpani as well. Um, and then some pieces might just have two violins and cello and harpsichord to make a contrast within that concert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course the harpsichord is, is your instrument, isn't it? Yes, I direct yeah. from the harpsichord. So mm-hmm. I sit at the harpsichord tinkle away, raise a few arms, mm-hmm. nod my head, <laughs> wiggle my eyebrows if things goes wrong. <laughs> and and, and so is this, your own, this can't be your only instrument. I would imagine you play other instruments. And well, I play all the keyboard instruments like organ, piano, harpsichord, and mm-hmm. I even got a synthesizer. Um, uh, I 
have played the violin, but um, I, I don't do it in public and, uh, because I don't <laughs> want to offend people's ears. <laughs> yes. uh, so when you were younger, I mean, when, when did all the sort of classical music uh, start appearing I started, in your life? Yeah, I started uh, when I was five. My grandmother taught me the piano. Mm-hmm. And then I started the violin at about six or six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually gave them both up. Um, and so I wasn't doing anything for two or three years. And then one day... I asked my mother if I could go to the piano and I sort of never looked back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I never came quite as proficient on the violin because I didn't take that up until age 11. Um, and actually, I always wanted to play the flute secretly. So, uh, but, <laughs> well, there's uh, still time. There's well, <laughs> yeah, I did actually buy a second-hand flute at the age of 13 and, and um, got up to a certain standard. But mm-hmm. it, it gave me the, um, the knowledge of how to play different instruments. I, mm tried the trumpet uh, and tried most instruments so, yeah. so that I understand what the players difficulties are mm-hmm. um, and it helps when you're directing an ensemble I was going to say it must do mustn't it so you think uh, I mean it's like the case for many conductors I'm not sure it is I'd, particularly is uh, it? I mean they do tend to play yeah I'd say quite a lot yeah. of conductors have tried a lot of instruments in mm-hmm. order to know how to how to play basically and, and, and mm-hmm. so choose music and uh, to suit the players in available mm-hmm. and have you always mostly played in in sort of baroque areas or have you no, joined full um, orchestras and played everything and anything um well i love all sort of music really um i love playing romantic music on the piano uh particularly like playing mozart and so um yeah a variety of styles mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. so happens that uh, uh in 2005 when i thought of forming the baroque ensemble uh that was a period of music that I wasn't doing very much of at the time and I sort of always wanted to do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it was mm. a good opportunity and, and how long have you been because you're also uh, director of music at the St Matthew's Church in Ashford how long have you been doing I've that? I've been that, doing that for nearly 20, well, 21 and a half years I think actually oh which is, uh, <laughs> makes me seem very old well, I am no, really, not at all <laughs> not at all um, and director of music is presumably the choir and uh, playing the organ is that's that right the main yeah. Uh, aspects yeah. of it yeah how big is the choir at the uh, church um about 20 mm-hmm. um mixed choir so some children adults soprano alto tenor bass we do anthems every week um people tell us we're the, one of the best choirs in the area which is mm-hmm. nice yes um yeah. and is that again something that you have to have set rehearsals for and, and yes, every week really, once a week, week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. and then the other one is the felton choral society how long has that been going well it's been going Huh. If anybody from Feltham Court is listening, um, uh, <laughs> I think it was in 1970-something. I've been, I've been there for nearly as long as St Matthew's Church because, in fact, it was somebody at St Matthew's after I'd been there a few months that suggested that the, the directorship of Feltham Court was going vacant and I should apply. So mm-hmm. uh, about 20, 21 years. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's right. Uh, just around the corner from where I lived at the time. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, do they f- perform many times during the year? We have th- th- at least three concerts, sometimes an extra one. Um, currently membership is growing which is marvellous we have about 35 36 members um, do you think that's the uh, Gareth Malone effect of, uh, <laughs> it, it could well be I mean there is so much music going on it's, classical music has become more popular with television programmes mm. and so forth uh, so yeah mm. I also find that um, a lot of people come to join both the Baroque Ensemble and uh, Felton Choral through looking at our websites mm-hmm. I think people look at uh, the internet much more than they did 20 years ago certainly well that's true it wasn't there 20 years Mm. ago but um it's a very good means of of 
just being having a presence mm. and, and letting people know you're there. Well, absolutely. Because I suppose the only, the only way you could do before was just sort of a, a poster in the public library, which That's didn't right. necessarily hit yeah. everybody. It's much the, harder. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we ought to have uh, your second piece of music, which happens to be another piece from the Ashford Baroque Ensemble. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this one? Yes, this is Mozart's Flute Concerto in D, um, Kirchel 314, the third movement, which is a very popular movement. And... Um, Richard Austin as the soloist. Both Joanne and Richard are regular members of the Ashford Baroque Ensemble. Um, I'm really privileged to be the director of um, a group of such wonderful players. Um, and uh, the fact that we can, we've got several players who are capable of doing concertos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. within the ensemble. Um, this concert, again, is a, is a recording of a live concert, which we gave at St Mary's Church Sunbury last year in April. And... Um, I hope you enjoy it. Mm, I'm sure we will. Let's listen to it now. The Classical Collection with Celia Jones. And we're back, and I'm talking to Philip Buckmaster, who is uh, Director of Music at St Matthew's Church in Ashford. He's the uh, Director of the Ashford Baroque Ensemble, and he's the conductor of the Feltham Choral Society. So uh, do you have problems when you're arranging rehearsals times for all these different things that you must be dashing between one and the other half the time? Well, the Baroque Ensemble's on a Monday, Feltham Choral's on a Wednesday, <laughs> and St Matthew's on a Friday. So, oh, right. so you have Tuesdays and Thursdays off. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> and is that when you do the sort of arrangement? of music and things like that that you have to do? Um, well, I, because I'm self-employed, I'm in and out all the time, really. So often I'm, for example, Mondays, if I've got a Baroque Ensemble rehearsal, quite a lot of the day might be taken up in preparing the music for that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Fridays, I tend to choose the hymns for the service on Sunday and, and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you teach music? Is that your self-employed? Yes, I've got pupils that I teach at home, piano mm-hmm. pupils. Um, I'm also an associate teacher with the Richmond Music Trust, and I teach on the uh, Saturday morning music school and Waldegrave School in Twickenham for them. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, sometimes I think, oh, I'd like my Saturdays back. But every time I go there, it's, <laughs> it is really enjoyable. There's a lovely bunch of children who are really keen. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort take, of ages are they? Um, well, they range from about 9 to 18. Mm-hmm. And um, I take uh, the Richmond Youth Training Orchestra and a uh, um, slightly more advanced ensemble as well of about five or six people. And uh, I use a lot of my own compositions, actually. Um, it's hard to find music which is interesting, challenging, but not too difficult for mm. for sort of grades two to six or some seven some, mm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, I've always liked composing. And um, so I've written a lot of my own pieces for that sort of age range. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, try to make them interesting and challenging without being too difficult. And that knowledge of how to play all the different types of instruments, mm-hmm. especially at an early stage, is is invaluable. No, absolutely. And and good for the children to, uh, I mean, especially because I just remember from taking music lessons myself, it's a very solitary thing, isn't it? It's just you and the teacher struggling away. Right. Whereas I'd imagine yeah. to get some experience of playing with other children, um, yes, a combined piece of music. Yes. I mean, the fact be, that they uh, come yeah. along every Saturday yeah. shows that they enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure you know, we have, a good, we have a good laugh. It's mm-hmm. not too serious. Uh, it's all Christian names and... Uh, 
Um, yeah, it's good. And fun. do they do little concerts? Do they do some? We end do of concerts year at concerts? the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, end of t- each term. Oh, right. Yeah. In fact, this term, the summer term, in the last this is be the fifth year we've done it. We have a special concert with all the children that have been taught by the Richmond Music Trust. It's not just a Saturday morning, um, but lots of teachers go into all the schools to teach. And so we have a thing called the Big Racket, mm-hmm. which is a pun because there's about two, 300 children involved. So it is a racket. Wow. Um, but it's also held in the tennis hall at Strawberry College in, in um, Teddington, so hence the pun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a great success. Um, so the, throughout the summer term, they work on sort of eight, ten pieces um, at different levels. So, so there's parts written for more advanced players, parts written for simple players, just open strings, for example, and mm-hmm. the beginner violins and cellos. And uh, it all comes together. And the parents come and listen, and uh, yeah, it's very successful actually. Yeah, very proud parents, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and is that open to the public as well? Is that a concert? No, it's just for the just parents, for families of yes, yeah. But it is it is packed because mm. of the number of children involved. Sure. In fact, I think we have the reason it's in the tennis hall is the only venue uh, that's big enough to house to that sort those. of event. Yes, um, yeah. Gosh. In the area. That's quite a sound they produced yes. as well. Yes. <laughs> it's very echoey as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Now, talking of concerts and things, have you got any concerts coming up with uh, Felton Choral or the Astrid um, Baroque? Yes, actually, Felton Choral, we've got um, the 40th anniversary concert, which is on the uh, a Sunday concert, Sunday afternoon concert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the 19th of May at St Dunstan's Church, Felton. It's in uh, three o'clock in the afternoon. And it's just a short concert of Fourier's Requiem. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, a little celebratory tea, so tea and cakes. And tickets are only £5, partly because it's, it's a short reasonable. concert. <laughs> um, so that's uh, Sunday the 19th of May at 3 o'clock mm-hmm. in St Dunstan's Felton. Um, the next Ashford Baroque concert is at St Matthew's in Ashford on the 15th of June. And we're teaming up with a local choral society, not Felton, it's called the Collis Choral Society. Um, they're going to sing Haydn's Nelson Mass, which we're going to accompany, and we'll play some pieces on our own, including Mozart's Eine Kleine Nachtmusik. Because hmm. as long as, as you may have guessed, we also play classical as well as Baroque music, um, mm. sometimes Renaissance music as well. Um, so Good to mix it up. It is indeed, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, that's the 15th of June. That's a Saturday. It'll be 7.30. Tickets available. Well, you can look at the website to see uh, phone numbers to ring and so forth. Right. And, uh, well, you better give us the websites then. Please, it's uh, ashfordbrock.org.uk. Mm-hmm. And actually, I know from experience, if you just type in just Ashford Baroque, Ashford Baroque yeah. <laughs> if in fact, if you it. type in Baroque Ensemble... Oh, really? It comes yeah. up with the Ashford one? Oh, well, can't be many Ashford... <laughs> there can't be many Baroque Ensembles out there then. Well, I think there are, but um, one of my other strings of my bow, as it were, um, I'm into computers and uh, I run the computer network at uh, St Ignatius Catholic Primary School in Sunbury. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in charge of um, not their website, but I've got Ashford Baroque Ensemble website, the Felton Choral website. And although I don't do it now, uh, I created the um, St Matthew's website. So I've got these websites which I've done myself. Oh, right. Oh, um, wow. So I've managed to get Man good, of many good ratings on Google. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all you need, really, isn't it? Just got to get those ratings. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, now with your third and final piece of music, would you like to tell us a little bit about what we're going to hear? Well, I thought we'd move away, uh, move away from the Baroque and classical periods and go on to the Romantic period. This is a, a very well-known piece by Bedrich Smetina. It's from his uh, suite uh, Mavlast, which is called, which is my country. It's Voltva. 
And uh, the reason I chose this is my, my father died last year and he's, he was responsible for much of my love of music. Um, he, did, well, he wasn't a musician, but he did love listening to classical music and he had lots of old 78s and LPs in those days um, before he moved on to CDs. And mm-hmm. uh, this is one of the pieces that I remember when I was a child we used to listen to and used to tell me the story. Um, I've since found out that actually Smetan was quite a sad character. Um, he was born in 1824... Uh, his father was a keen amateur musician and he was able to teach his son um, he he wasn't um, able to study uh, for a long time he did manage to study in Prague for a year um, but he didn't have much professional training um, three of his four children died his wife became very mm-hmm. ill um, he had his enemies and his rivals mm-hmm. um, he became deaf uh, had tinnitus oh, and goodness. um then he suffered loss of memory and speech ended up in an asylum. So, you know, he didn't have much luck, poor chap. No, that's but true. But he did write yeah. some very um, evocative music. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, would you say Mav- Mavlast is, is possibly his most famous? I, mean, I think it is, is yes. A, yes. I'm not sort of I mean, terribly the aware of Bride is, is the famous opera. Of course, but, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. this is probably his, you know, in terms of short pieces or shortish pieces, mm-hmm. uh, is one of his most favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a great uh, champion of Czech national music. Um, and this piece, uh, it's thematic music. In other words, it tells a story. Um, first of all, you hear the flutes. And it's lovely bubbling brook sound from the flutes. Very uh, picturesque. Um, the source of the the river. And it joins another river. And it goes past a hunting scene. Then you have a peasant wedding. You can hear the dance music. It's moonlight. And uh, then the rapids. And then eventually the piece broadens out and uh, you can hear it flowing um, into the River Elba as mm-hmm. it calms out, calms down. Mm. And then there's a nice, that's it, at the end. Just when you think it's finished, there's a little cadence at the end to finish. <laughs> yes, oh, that was wonderful. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for that uh, oh, my pleasure. introduction. But uh, thank you so much for coming in today. It's thank been you, a Celia. delight. And uh, finding out a bit more about Ashford Brock and, of course, check their website. Ashfordbrock.org.uk Ashfordbrock.org. Just search for Ashfordbrock. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Okay. Thank you very much, Philip. Thank you. Thank you. And now we're going to hear the uh, piece by Smetner, played by the Polish National Radio Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Antoni Wilt. (laughs) 